Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. I know there's a lot of people that are watching online, so we're glad to have them with us as well in the comfort of their couch. But this is, I think it's better being here. Honestly, though, I did kind of like the couch thing. Yeah, everybody's like, yeah, that was cool. And some of you didn't stay in your jammas this morning, so that's good. Came dressed for church. That's good. So this morning, I want to start a new series, and the title of it is, Where is My Anchor? That's the title of the series, Where is My Anchor? And it's really about having a biblical worldview. I want to talk about this over the next few weeks, and probably be others that will be joining me in this process, but I think it's important the things that we've been seeing happening around us and maybe not knowing how do we handle these things, what do we do, What's, what decisions do we make, how do we come to a conclusion of what path do I go down? And so I think for many people, there's different things that they've sort of latched onto as being, oh, this is what I believe, and so I'm going down this path. And I I really felt a sense that God was wanting to bring us to that place of understanding what it is to have a biblical worldview on things, because we have to have a strong foundation in that as we move forward in life, going through things. So where is my anchor? And that's, that's a good question to ask. Is your anchor still on the boat? Are you still kind of aimlessly floating around out there just trying to figure out life, figure out your purpose, figure out who are you following? Who's leading you in that regard in life, you know? Or is my anchor too light? So when I drop my anchor, when, when the winds blow and kind of the waves come and all that, do I just kind of drift around because I don't have enough solid foundation? So when things happen, like we've seen in the last several months happen, do we kind of get rocked around a little bit and don't have a place to really anchor ourselves? Or maybe your anchor's too heavy, And 30 years ago, you threw that anchor down with whatever you believed and your old ways of whatever it is you're doing life, and it's just stuck down on the bottom in the muck, and it's just, you're just like, no, I'm not changing, I don't want to buy into this Bible thing or whatever it is, I'm just kind of stuck in my ways, and I don't think anything is going to change. I know there's a lot of things that could be going on in your life as to what your anchor looks like or where your anchor is. And so this morning, that's kind of that question, where's my anchor? It's a good question to to ask ourselves. The next question is, what is my anchor? What is my anchor? Is your anchor popular opinion? Is your anchor science? Because that's a popular one now. I hear that word a lot. Maybe what feels good to me today is kind of my anchor. That's what I'm holding on to. Or is it... CNN or Fox News, Harry Potter, Star Wars. What is it that you kind of hold on to as your anchor? Well, those are questions you need to ask yourself. What is my anchor? Because we're in some tough times. We're in perilous times. We're in challenging times. And if we don't 100% know as Christians or those who are searching out what Christianity is, maybe that's what you're doing here today, it's important to know, and so today what I'm going to do is just sort of get a foundation for us, I'm, and then we're going to go into more specifics about what biblical morality and different things like that and touch on those things, but I just want to drop a foundation for us this morning, just in the few minutes that we have. You know, 
a biblical narrative fosters a worldview that really, in turn, shapes our entire Christian life. There's something about the Bible, there's something foundational, the narrative that comes from that, that will shape us. And it feeds into who we are as a Christian and what we do, including creating culture or culture engagement. What all those things that, we're, that is going around, around us, because culture is always shifting and changing. Boy, I tell you, we've seen a lot of that lately, haven't we? It's just like, whoa, where'd that culture go? Oh, now it's over here. Oh, there's a new one popping up over here, something. And so we're just trying to figure this thing out. I will tell you this, this is a very important point. If the Bible does not shape us, we will drift into an ever-changing culture. We will just find ourselves drifting. Our anchor will be up on the boat somewhere, we'll just be drifting. If the Bible does not shape who we are and our identification, our foundation, we will find ourselves drifting with an ever-changing culture. Thank you, I got one yes. All right, come on, you got to get back in the mode. This is, you know, we're back at church. Thank you. See, you're not on your couch at home anymore. And I know a lot of you probably yell at your TV anyway, right? Like it's something you don't like. So it's okay to yell at me. It's like if it's good or bad. I mean, just don't throw anything, all right? Psalm 119, 160 says this, the very essence of your words is truth. We're talking about God here. All your just regulations will stand Forever. Amen. The very essence of God's word, everything he said, it's truth. It's truth. And it will stand forever. Nothing is going to knock off or move or shift the words of God. They are rock solid. I think it's important for us to define worldview because that's a word. I've heard it a lot. Maybe some of you are like, I'm not sure what worldview means. What is that about? So I just want to read you this, and I think it'll be on your screen but it's beliefs we tend to look through, fundamental beliefs of the world that are seen through our lenses, and it can be things we fight for or die for. I've seen, you know, reading social media, and you can see people are, man, they're fighting for something. They're willing to die for a cause, whatever that might be, for whatever their worldview is. And so there's something there that we look through whatever lenses we have, we're looking at, what is in front of us, and whatever is the filter on those, whatever we see through is going to really show us what comes back to us, because we can create it to be what we want it to be, but is it truth? Is it truth, and how do we know if it's truth or not truth? And so there's a worldview that we have based on how we see things through our lens, if that makes sense, how you see it through your lens. So understand that everybody has a worldview. Some people say, well, I don't really care about what goes on in life, but I believe everybody does have a, a worldview. Now, here's two things that are very far apart. Maybe if you believe in evolution, your worldview is going to be totally different than somebody who believes in creation. I mean, those are two opposite sides. Well, when we start getting into the Bible and we start reading things, we see creation is what the foundation of the word is, in the sense, versus evolution, how things just evolved. God created everything, and we read that, and we understand that. So if your tendency is to be more on the evolution side, then there's some lens adjustments that we need to make. And so as we process through these next few weeks, maybe we'll be able to look at those things. 
Here's the other part is how we see the value of human beings. Seeing the value of human beings is determined really on whether our perceived values come from the outside. It's other people, it's circumstances, it's just things around us. There's things that we see that would determine the value of a human being or, or we believe that our value comes from God and what he says about us. Amen. Yes. See, that there's a difference. Because I, so many people get their value or, or they see a person, they see whatever they can describe there based on circumstances, their view of a person, or what a person thinks about them. And so we create this whole thing that's kind of this false narrative of who we are. That's why we're seeing so much depression and anxiety and all these things. That, it doesn't mean that that stuff goes away in the sense that, well, if, if we are just Christians and we just trust God, we won't have that. Well, we know that it's more than that, okay? But it does help to understand foundational principles because I know I deal with Christians all the time that are dealing with these kinds of things, but we know that's not where God wants us to be. But we have to make sure that our perception and how we see people and how people see us, that our value doesn't come from others. It's nice to be encouraged by others, but our value comes from God and who he says we are. So we have to believe that. Every one of us has to believe that. So how do you have a conversation with somebody who doesn't share your worldview? (laughs) That's interesting. I kind of looked in the Bible a little bit. You know, there's one person I always seem to end up going to and looking at, hmm, I wonder how this person handled this. Anybody have an idea who that might be? Jesus. Job. <laughs> that's a possibility. Now, no, that's a good, it is a good one. And, and I have researched Job. But there's one guy, it starts with a J too, but so I heard it, Jesus. There's something about what Jesus does and how he did things and how he still does. It's very intriguing to me. You know, we're very quick when somebody engages in conversation or it's in social media, we're very quick to tell them what our answer is to tell them why they're wrong and what they need to do to fix that. We're good at that, aren't we? It's like, well, you're wrong. And so I was thinking about that because we're trying to convince people to go whatever we believe. Our worldview is through our lenses. We try to convince people that, boy, you need to jump on board with what I'm saying. And I tell you, for me personally, (laughs) there's a lot of things that I think I believe. I look at things and I can evaluate, but I don't have all the truth for most of those things. And so I have to go back and say, if I can find in the word of God truth that would line up with whatever, then I have more confidence in that. But if it doesn't, then I have to be careful. I'm not trying to convince somebody to buy into something that I'm not 100% sure myself. Well, I'm still learning. I tell you, the last few months, I'm learning like crazy about so much stuff that's going on right now. And you know how I'm learning? I'm asking questions. That's the Jesus way. And so I look at this. The best example we have is Jesus. He often asks questions instead of giving answers. Instead of saying, well, you just need to do this. Well, you need to buy into what I'm doing. It's a question. So I want to read a scripture out of Matthew 21. Starting in verse 23, when Jesus returned to the temple and began teaching, the leading priests and elders came up to him. They demanded, by what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right 
it's kind of interesting because that's sort of how some of these conversations are going on social media. You know, and there's this lashing out. Who gave you the right to say that? And then Jesus says this, and I love it. Verse 24, it's just a kind of a calming of the storm. He says, I'll tell you by what authority I do these things if you answer one question. I love it. He's just turning this thing. Because he could come right out and say something, and then they'd just be back and forth, back and forth, trying to one-up each other. Jesus replied, did John's authority to baptize come from heaven, or was it merely human? <laughs> Where did he grab that from? I think it's cool, though. He's just like, it's one of those things that you learn. Well, I won't go into that, but they taught this stuff that I learned in the police academy of how you do things to get people just off just for a second to be able to change the moment. But Jesus is doing that. He takes their mind off of it just for a second. And so they talked it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask us, why didn't we believe John? But if we say it was merely human, we'll be mobbed because the people believed John was a prophet. So they finally replied, we don't know. And what was Jesus' question? Yeah, if you could tell me, then I will answer your question. So, (laughs) we don't know. And Jesus responded, then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. I love it because it will continue to engage conversation. I just love how Jesus does things. And I love the question part. And I get in the habit of asking questions. I know Tony does the same thing. But my wife, my kids, everybody's like, you ask so many questions. Like I'm with my wife somewhere and we're talking to somebody and I'm asking questions, I'm asking questions. And I say, I'm sorry, am I asking too many questions? Oh, no, no, it's okay. But if they say yes, then I'll stop. But that's how we get information. So let me give you some questions to ask. This is practical. During a conversation. Some questions to ask during a conversation. So if somebody's telling you something and they're adamant about it and it's not something that's biblically founded in the scripture, or maybe it is, and you just want to ask questions how they came up with that. But the first thing is, how do you know that that's true? When somebody's telling you about something, the question is, well, how do you know that's true? Because then it puts it kind of back on them to say, well, I've done all this research and this and this and this, and they come up with the truth. So that's one question you can ask. The second is, well, what do you mean by that? Because isn't it so often that you hear something different than what they're saying? So what do they teach you to say, so what you're saying is, and you say it back. These are just practical things, and I know most of you probably do this, and you're professionals at it, but I'm doing this for myself. I'm just learning some stuff here, teaching myself again, these kinds of things. So you're basically what you're doing is you're defining a truth, You're defining love. You're defining family, marriage, all these things that you're maybe having conversations about, sexuality, all the things that come into play. And so how we define these things will determine our worldview. It really does. And so it's important to know how are we defining these things. So it really helps us in determining that. So here's another question. Well, what if you're wrong? Well, what if you're wrong? Because, man, I tell you, I know I've been wrong on things, and I've had to go back and say, you know what? Thank you for sending me that link or showing me that book or showing me that verse in the Bible. I went back, I looked at it, and I appreciate you challenging me or asking me that. 
So what if you're wrong? Boy, we hate to be wrong, don't we? It's not, we don't like to be, have the humility come. Well, it's good though. It's, it, in fact, I think it's healthy for us to be wrong sometimes. I'm not saying that in a, you know, in a bad way, but it keeps us in check and it keeps us submitted to the Lord. It keeps us in humility, walking in humility. And then the other question, last question would be, when did you come to that conclusion? Because sometimes it's right now, everything's like a year ago, you didn't, you didn't believe that. Well, when did you come to that conclusion? And how did you come to that conclusion? You know, those are the questions that, there's just a lot of things you can do in engaging in conversation with people, whether it's, I will tell you personally, and you probably noticed this, yes, I have a Facebook page, but do you see me comment on there very often? No, because I don't like to get into this stuff on social media because what I see is just, most of it's not real healthy because it doesn't create a dialogue. What I'm seeing is it creates just this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. If you can't sit down with somebody and see their face, look at expression, have a conversation, I think it's hard. It's really hard. And I tell you, I've never seen, in the last four months, I've never seen more people that I know have unfriended or said, I'm not following you or I'm not going to be your friend anymore. And I think, oh, Lord, we were friends, right, at some point. But something got in the way. A worldview got in the way. And it's probably a worldview that has been looked through tainted lenses because nobody's seeing it all perfect that's why we're gonna, when we dive into this, we're going to get into the Word to say, what does the Word say about some of these issues? This is important for us. <laughs> so we got to hang in there. Jesus never changes, and His Word never changes. That's the rock-solid thing that I know. And so I can go to that. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 8 and 9. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Isn't that what we're seeing? A lot of strange new ideas. Man, don't let that stuff get to you. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. He will never, he's not going to change. That's the cool thing, you know, in life. We don't get caught off guard by him. It's like, Jesus, boy, I didn't know that was you. Oh, I didn't tell you that? No, he's right there. We, we read who he is. So, if we are Christians, or if we're considering being a Christian today, then our worldview must, must be shaped by biblical principles. It has to be. It has to be, or we're going to get off course. And so, again, we're going to be talking about that. Now, we all may have a different view of who God is. For some people, God might be this ogre up there looking to strike us with a stick, if we get out of line, because that's our perception of who God is. And it could be based on experience here on earth with your earthly father or with a situation or just thinking, well, God, I've never seen God do anything good for me. Or, boy, it sure seems like God's not very loving. All these things can give our perception of who God is. There's that part of it. Or, or simply, is he a loving, gracious, caring, merciful father? who's gracious and loves us unconditionally. Is that the God we see? That's the God I want us to all see. But maybe we don't all see that yet. But I think we can get there if we're not there because that's what he's all about, is drawing us. He draws us closer to him as we're pursuing our walk with him. 
So the lenses that you look through can keep you from seeing the world correctly, or it can actually help you see the world correctly. Yes. And it depends, and that's why I'm, I'm just here to, to, just to throw this little nugget out this morning about making, making us get to that place where we're seeing through a biblical perspective, yes. and that's where we're going to be. I'm just looking at the clock. Gets a couple more minutes here, and, and I'll stop. But, oh, I just wanted to, to make this point. So the world is a different place when there are moral absolutes. <laughs> and I believe there are moral absolutes, and there's some that we see in the Bible. But I think that's been smeared. It's been grayed out. It's been, there's all kinds of moral things that we've just seen that go in every different direction possible. So it's really important that we understand we're made in the image of God, (laughs) and we are all created equal. So that needs to be out front and center for us, especially in today's, what we're seeing around us. We're all made in his image. I love the fact that you think of image. It's a direct reflection of who he is. Now, we're not gods. God, we don't have all that, but he, he has put within us the very power that dwells in him. The Bible says that same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. That's a pretty good power right there to have. So we know that we can operate in that. So we're made in his image and we are all created equal. So that's a good place to start for us, okay? Just as, as we leave today and understand that. And we also were created to have dominion over the earth and everything in the earth. So when we start elevating, and I'm not trying to get into stuff now, but if we start elevating certain things on earth above mankind, like we see happen, then we get in trouble. We're off. We're seeing through the wrong lenses. So it's important for us. So 1 Corinthians 10, 26, for the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. It all belongs to him. But he has given us, he said, now I'm giving you the earth, I'm giving you to take care of it and have dominion over it. So he's given us that. So we need to take care of it, what he's given us. And then the last scripture I want to read this morning is John 1.14. So the word became human. Now the word being God, right? He became human. He came to earth and his son, man called Jesus, came to earth and he made his home among us. So he came down to dwell with us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. I just, this morning, I just wanted to just lay a little bit of foundation of kind of where we're headed and what we can see unfold over the next few weeks. I think it's so important for us as believers or those who are considering or contemplating what it is to be a Christian to have a good, strong, biblical worldview. So I believe that's a good path for all of us to be on so that we can have healthy conversations with people every day when we run into people, or even on social media, we can even do that. But we can do it in a healthy way. So I encourage you to do that. Let's go ahead and stand together. We're just going to sing this last song, and then when they're done, if anybody needs prayer for anything, we want to do that. Feel free to say hi to people and stuff, but make sure you give them their space. If they're, if Tony, under your shirt, does it say hugs? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so anyway, awesome team.
Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 